Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Code Chat. As always, I'm Jeremy Foster. I'm joined today by Livy Erickson. How are you doing today, Livy? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Livy is my colleague, so she's a developer evangelist at Microsoft like me. What area of the world do you reside and work? I live and work in San Francisco Bay Area slash Silicon Valley. Okay, so is there some technology down there? There's a little bit. A little bit yeah, of technology yeah, going on. Yeah. yeah, we've got a little bit up here too. I think we're trying to compete a little bit. Maybe, yeah. I think there's there's a little bit of like, ooh, maybe Seattle, <laughs> like the next Silicon Valley kind of. Well, I think on today's show, Livy and her Silicon Valley is one-upping <laughs> us because she's got some pretty cool tech to show. We're going to be talking about uh, VR in today's show, and you might think, uh, why VR on Code Chat since Code Chat is usually kind of web stack and what connection is there between VR and web stack? Well, we're going to save that for a little bit later. But first, Livy, what's it like being a girl in the field of software development? And let me, let me follow on that question with this one. Is this a good area for girls to get involved in? Because I'm just thinking like VR, it's very experiential. It's not necessarily like the techie, geeky, you know, really low level yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, I'll answer them backwards. Uh, so I absolutely think that virtual reality is an amazing place for women to get involved with, especially because the industry itself is at such a kind of like young age for consumer tech that there's there's so much potential, there's so much opportunity, and we, we really have an opportunity with the VR industry to kind of get out ahead in terms of building a diverse developer pool mm -hmm. right out of the gate, um, which is one of the things that I really am trying to trying to inspire with with my, my own show um, and trying to demystify what VR and AR development really looks like. Um, I think that, that uh, one of the kind of key issues is being able to find tech that really resonates with you on an individual level. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, that was that was really clear with virtual reality because it just opens up an entire, like virtually infinite amount of possibilities to code with and develop with. Um, I'd say being a, a girl in tech, I'm really super into all the techy, geeky, nerdy things. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I personally love it, and I, I have been really fortunate to just have been surrounded my whole life with really supportive people who who really saw my, my love of technology, computers, and programming, and just helped me grow that at every stage along the way. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought about that yet. Like, this is an emergent field. Yeah. Then the fact that we've got a whole generation of girls that are coming up now that don't have these legacy mindsets like this is a boy's field. Right. You know, they don't even think that way. Exactly. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, there's some really great meetup groups specifically around, like, getting more women interested in VR. And there are, you know, 50, 100 women at these events every, every couple of weeks who are just ready to be out there um, learning and kind of being there. Like I uh, a really unofficial kind of like Reddit survey on like R VR or something was like the the percentage is like ninety seven percent male that responded. And I know for a fact that, that is <laughs> that is way below actually what's out there. Yeah. I, I I've already seen really great diversity initiatives in the VR industry across, you know, like the whole spectrum. And I think that there's so much opportunity here to just really, really make VR an industry where everybody feels like they're really comfortable in. Okay, now I'm just going to uh, put my, myself in the shoes of the developers here and think, the, the audience here, and say, it may be possible that somebody doesn't know what VR stands for. So can you give us a little bit of a of a quick pitch on what VR even is? Yeah, so virtual reality, um, by its kind of like textbook definition, is replacing uh, a user's kind of physical environment with computer a computer-generated one through the use of a peripheral device, something like the, I have a developer kit here from the Oculus, uh, Oculus okay. Rift here. Um, you know, you also start to hear all these other terms around like kind of the virtual and augmented reality space where mm -hmm. 
typically augmented reality is you know you have a way of overlaying digital information in your your physical world and then this concept of a mixed reality which kind of brings in to another level how the physical environment and digital environments can begin to interact with each other which is something you would see in a device like hololens okay wonderful okay so that's vr now i'm going to date myself a little bit here i actually was sitting in the movie theater when the lawnmower man stephen king film was was showing in theaters this is i just went and looked this up it was 1992 <laughs> and it, it's kind of amazing to me that i i did the quick math and um and that was 23 years ago and i'm wondering where are we now compared to 23 years ago in, in some senses it feels like there's a kind of a new VR revolution why would that be if this was a new thing 23 years ago why is it a new thing now again yeah so it actually probably wasn't even that new 20 years ago there, there have been kind of prototypes of VR devices backed in like the the 40s and 50s actually hmm. um, where someone actually made like a, a standalone kind of booth that was a 3d immersive experience for moving pictures and they had like a, a smell generator in there even even back wow. in like, I think that was like the early 50s um, but VR's kind of it's gone through waves where every every time kind of significant graphics improvements happen and software becomes easier to write every time you know virtual reality is what people go back to they're like okay so are we are we there yet um, and I think I think you know kind of back in the the 80s and early 90s with kind of the the popularity of VR in science fiction you know Nintendo had their power glove and the virtual boy like the game industry really was starting to think maybe we're there and I think that when you look at kind of the computer graphics of the time and what was capable it had been a huge improvement over what was available um, in the 70s and 80s but it wasn't to the point where we could put on a headset and be tricking ourselves that we were somewhere where we weren't yeah and I think throughout the last couple of decades people have still been making a lot of progress in the industry there's been a lot of you know in research areas at universities um, you know people have built you know cave systems that they've been doing virtual environments with and the, the interest has never really died out we see that with like the matrix trilogy and you know now the kind of the popularity of ready player one and all of these new new um, science fiction places where VR is coming in and everyone I think now is just really excited because this is the first time that we've had miniature computers that we carry around in our pockets mm -hmm. that are actually capable of providing virtual reality experiences and when you start to look at you know the fact that we do have pretty much and you know in the US at least developed um, like this this environment where a PC in every home is, you know, now maybe six or seven PCs in every home. <laughs> for some people like myself, yeah. like I have, I think at least four or five just computers that I can work on um, in my house. We suddenly have a much greater pool of available computing resources that we can contribute to being that, uh, building those experiences. So on top of that, you also just have a much larger developer pool now because the like the you know people more people have computers, more schools have computer programs. Um, you know you start learning how to work with computers at a much younger age now. The available developer pool is a lot bigger. The graphics is a lot better than it used to be. The availability of the devices is there. Um, and you know when you look at how much it would cost in the 90s to build a virtual reality system, it's about forty thousand dollars for oh, wow. a, 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 a system that would do that. Whereas now you're looking at somewhere in the range of you know maybe a hundred to four hundred dollars for some of mm. the the developer kits that have come out, some of the mobile headsets that are out. Um, so really, it's just kind of a combination of all those things that's kind of giving VR that new boost. Like, hey, maybe this time is really it. And uh, if you're, I personally believe that 2016 is the year of is the year of VR huh. uh, because we are starting to see that. But it's still important to keep in mind that we are kind of exploring uncharted territories. Yeah. So I've heard some people say that like maybe it's like 
you know, first generation, like we're at the pre-generation of VR headsets where even what we have now probably won't take off for another five to 10 years. But the truth is, it's just, we really don't know yet. Yeah. Now, I, as a developer, I tend to get a little bit worried with the V1 release of anything, or maybe the, you know, the V.5 release <laughs> of anything, because it's going to undergo such, such dramatic uh, change yes. and evolution as it goes. VR is a bit of an intimidating uh, field just because it feels like it's going to be so hard. I mean, it's graphics and movement and, you know, it's, yeah. it's it seems pretty big. As a developer, should I be intimidated or is now a good time to enter that field? Now is a great time to yeah. enter that field. I think what, what I was kind of getting kind of getting at with the fact that when you have a bigger developer pool, that's more people who are pooling their, their resources. There's, you know, the Internet's made it really easy to share information, like, globally. So you're, you can be connected to people that you couldn't previously be connected to to kind of share ideas and learn from each other um, but you know it's it's definitely true you know the software has changed dramatically over the past year even as we we approach version one yeah. and some of the VR headsets and most of them aren't even out yet so we are still at that kind of like pre 1.0 release phase um, but it's not scary and that's really kind of what I try to try to cover w with uh, just a VR show which is my, my developer channel for people who want to learn how to build for VR because I, I kind of went into this, I had no graphics background. I kind of played video games, but I wasn't super into like building video games myself when yeah. I was looking at this. And I was kind of amazed at how the tools are, are now there for pretty much anybody to apply their existing set of developer skills and bring them into the virtual reality industry. It's easier than ever to build, and VR is not really that different from, from existing ones. Okay. So if I'm more of a JavaScript developer, I kind of prefer the web stack, is this something I can work with, or am I going to have to go down to native code? and? You can work in JavaScript. Um, so you have a couple of options with that. What I've actually got here is a website that is running in a browser, and it's virtual reality enabled, and it's all JavaScript. So you've also got a couple of other options in terms of scripting languages with uh, game engines. Some of them use JavaScript, but really the web is looking to provide a really interesting set of new VR experiences even right out the gate. How how portable is this? Like, I see that this is running on your computer. Is that mm -hmm. because you've got some special stuff installed? Or if somebody goes to this website after they've plugged in their Oculus Rift, say, yeah. is it just going to work for them? Yeah. So um, right now, because it is early, this is a specialized browser that's running. But there, um, a couple of browsers are planning to support this fully in their commercial version in 2016. Okay. Um, but other than that, if you've got the Oculus uh, SDK installed in the runtime, actually, you don't even need the SDK. The runtime installed on your computer, okay. uh, and you go to this website, you can you can play around with it okay. uh, and experiment. But you don't need to install anything else other than that. Can you give us a feeling for what the code looks like for this, and and like what kind of dependencies are there? Am I direct speaking to this device or is there an abstract library so that I can speak in general VR terms and it's going to mm -hmm. translate down to the different devices for me? Yeah, so um, VR on the web is really interesting and there's an experimental API called the WebVR API that okay. actually abstracts all of the talking to the hardware out to the browser itself. So as okay. a developer, you won't need to worry about rendering things stereoscopically displaying them directly to the headsets, managing different things. What the WebVR API lets you do is write one website and self-contain that website you know, the way you would with um, any other JavaScript libraries you want to pull into a site you may already be building. Mm -hmm. And this uses uh, 3JS okay. specifically. But other than that, there's a couple of uh, WebVR-specific libraries that you can pull in to make all of the rendering really easy. Um, and you, you end up looking at maybe just for the VR implementation, if you bring in that library, about 30 to 40 lines of code to make that all happen. And you don't have to worry about if you're on a desktop or a mobile device, the, the libraries will, will read and get that information from the browser. 
and perform accordingly. So you don't have to do the stereoscopic rendering yourself. You don't have to do any of the camera mm. updates yourself. You kind of just drop this library in, update the camera with the VR controls, and then you're set. So because it's dealing with 3D assets, it knows how to split those up stereoscopically mm -hmm. and, yep. and deliver those to each of the of, yep. the, of your eyes. Yep. Okay, so really the architecture then is that you've got, uh, it's got to be kind of a cutting edge browser so far. You've got a cutting edge browser that's looking at your code that's built on WebVR, that's built on 3JS, mm -hmm. that's built on, is it WebGL, should I assume? Yes. Okay, so we're built on top of WebGL. So this layer that the developer is responsible for, can you, why don't you show us a little bit yeah. of code? Show us it, whether this is uh, three lines or 300 lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, right here, I just got a really simple photo viewer that I built here while you're in outer space. You can see right here, I'm moving uh, the rift around a little bit just to get a sense of how that camera uh, applies those those updates. Um, but what I'll do is I'll go ahead and switch over to the code here. This is right there. And just like I, like I mentioned, the, the VR code itself is only a few lines here. Uh, so what we have is we've created a Go up. Um, we've got a onload function, you know, the window onload yeah. just comes and pulls in uh, a free WebGL renderer. It sticks the canvas up on the screen there, and then you create the 3JS scene. Once you've created your 3JS scene, you've got a little bit of code here where you're making a, uh, a camera the way you would if you were doing any other kind of 3D development um, using 3JS. And we apply specific uh, VR controls to the camera. Hmm. And once we do that, we also create an effect here, which is from the, the VR boilerplate code that I mentioned in those libraries. And the VR effect is what will decide, based on the device you're on, how to render that content. So that's why you're telling it the width and height, and then it's saying, yes. okay, based on that width and height, here's how I'm going to render. Yep, exactly. Um, and you know, if you're on a, a phone, it'll use a polyfill, since the phone browsers don't have the support for you know, plugging in. You're not going to plug in oh, sure. a desktop uh, device. So that'll just actually split it in half and render it based on the, the phone resolution and the screen okay, size Okay, then there. the phone kind of essentially becomes your headset, yep. and this is where I'm going to be using the cardboard. Yep, exactly. To, okay. Exactly. Um, so once we did that, that's really all you need for the VR component. The rest of this code is me loading in specific stuff to my scene. So what I did here is I've got an audio listener. I add that to the camera. I add some cool sounds so that if you're wearing this with headphones, you're getting actually the specific is uh, the sounds that Saturn's <laughs> rings make when you when they were recorded. Yeah, um, that's perfect. Yeah, so kind of just play around with it. But the rest of this code is all just whatever you put in the scene. So if you have a really complicated scene, you're going to have more code here. Um, and if you've got something pretty basic, you're not going to have too much in this anyway. So we got a couple of planets here that we're just using 3JS for, and then we add those into the scene. We add a skybox, and the rest of it is pretty pretty straightforward. Just 3JS, and you know they have a support for all of the lighting that you would be familiar with in a 3D environment, the camera controls, all of that. Okay, so for people to get involved, they're going to need to go um, go get 3JS and this WebVR kind of experimental library, yes. right? Yep. And then you've got some resources for them too. You told us about your show. Your show mm -hmm. is called what? Uh, Just a VR show. Okay, yes. wonderful. Also we'll, on channel nine. Here. We'll put that on the in the show notes. Yeah. And um, and then you've also got a repository with kind. Of, this is yes. this is I think gold for developers because they're always looking to shows like mm -hmm. this and saying how do I get started? Where do I learn? Yeah, yeah. So one of the most common questions that people ask me is like, okay, how do I get started with VR development? And I decided that I really just wanted to combine all of the stuff that I produce, all of the things that other people are producing that they're sharing out with the world um, in one central location. So uh, my GitHub name is Miss Livy Rose, and we'll link this, I think, as well in the description. Yep. Um, but there's a repository that I'm building called Learn VR, and it's basically just 
tons of files that I build out, video content that I create um, that help direct you like, OK, this is how you get started with you know, WebVR. And we'll direct you to all the links that you need, all the downloads that you would need for the experimental browsers. And you know, introductory content. All of the projects that I work on are open on my uh, GitHub as well. So you can actually go grab this code too and pull that and play with it a little bit. Um, but I really just wanted a place where it was super collaborative and would, would let a whole bunch of different people just kind of look in one place for learning all of their, their VR uh, development needs. Okay. Um, and if you're working on VR resources, really quick plug, you should totally help me contribute to that. Awesome. How about we just go ahead and invite people as well, if they're working on a VR project that's exciting in any way, to um, just, I don't know, include you on a, yeah. on a tweet. Yeah, definitely. What's your Twitter handle? At Miss Livy Rose. At Miss Livy, easy to remember. Yes. So yeah, just let Livy know on uh, a tweet, and we can you know, yeah. just give you some visibility on your project and see what kind of cool stuff you're doing. We know that there are lots of ideas and yes. Yes. lots of creative minds out there. I love seeing the kind of content that people are creating. Virtual reality is such a creative medium, and it's it's absolutely mind-blowing some of the stuff that people come up with. Yeah, one of the things that's exciting to me is all of the applications for VR. Mm -hmm. It's one of those areas where it's not just a novelty. It's not just one of these technologies that's looking for a purpose. It's not just for games. It's right. not just for enterprise. It really has a, a really broad um, opportunity base. Yeah, I've seen really interesting kind of applications that I didn't even really think of um, when yeah. I'm starting to think through what I would use virtual reality for. I've seen some really cool uses of like simulation in terms of how you model human behavior over time, over mm. like a time frame. Um, people are modeling how species uh, kind of grow and change across, you know, like climate changes or introducing, um, you know, invasive predators, things like that. Uh, you know, people are using it to do more intensive like medical training. People, I, I've seen some applications of, you know, using it as a therapy tool for people who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder or if they're trying to get over phobias. There's really just a ton of different things um, that you can do that apply to the real world, but also basically creating any kind of experience that you may want to have that isn't physically possible. Like, I learned how to be a Jedi Knight. Now, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, anything else you want to uh, add in there before we wrap up? The only thing I want to say is I want everybody to feel like this is something they can get involved with right now. Yeah. I think when I, when I talk to people, they're always a little bit hesitant at first. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, right. VR sounds you know, big and scary, and are we sure. living in the Matrix kind of deal. Uh, but the, the truth of it is like, it's, it's just a really cool new technology that a lot of people can really add so much to. I think there's a place for everybody, regardless of skill set, and how they can help influence the VR industry. So I encourage everybody to kind of start poking around with it and start thinking about that. And if you have questions, you know, you can reach out to me specifically, and I will do my absolute best to give you what you need to be successful with this. Excellent. Okay, well, let's go ahead and close for now. Thanks awesome. a lot for joining Thank me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, and we'll see you guys next time on Code Chat.